You're listening to Radio Primavera Sound, proudly presented by Cupra. Welcome to the Weekly Review, the radio show where two adult men who would identify as he slash him on social media if they felt it necessary to ascertain their gender, sit at an oval table in a radio studio to talk about things that have been released into the pop cultural market this week. They are accompanied by a young person who most likely identifies as she stroke her among social circles and helps these men of a bygone era understand the world they navigate in. Today, we have love for With Kids' new album, More Love, Less Ego, the new season of White Lotus, and more importantly, we recommend some of the acts we're looking forward to see play Primavera Weekender this very same week. Let's get on with it, shall we? Weekender takes place for the third year at the Robin Hood Magic Camp in Benidorm. It's more of a winter boutique type of festival, a bit like all tomorrow's parties that used to be held in Somerset in the UK and was described by The Simpsons creator Matt Groenig the following way. The idea of a holiday camp is non-existent in the United States. Everyone was trying to warn me. It was actually very civilized and sweet and fun. Everyone was charmingly drunk. It wasn't degrading in the slightest. The same thing could really be said about Primavera Weekender. I've got to say, though, I've been to um, all tomorrow's all tomorrow parties. parties and uh, Primavera Weekender is a lot nicer. It's a lot mm-hmm. nicer. Like, like all tomorrow's parties, the, the kind of cabins are in are not very nice at all. But what I will say is that they've got like one, um, one like shop on site. And it means you can basically, you know, be queuing up to buy some tea bags in the morning and up come like, you know, Mogwai after after you, like with their brown bread looking, yeah. looking sort of hung over. And you're like, oh, hello. In fact, oh, what's the name of that Syrian singer? You know, the wedding singer. Oh, uh, um, yeah, Omar Suleiman. Exactly, exactly. He was he was in their shop buying something when I was like buying, buying, buffeted, buying tea but bags. But this happened at Weekender too, kind of. In yeah, the, yeah, yeah. In the yeah. restaurant area. There's the only buffet, one restaurant yeah. area. In the buffet, you're next to the person you saw the previous day play at yeah. the stage. Well, also, Johan and I had a lovely bottle of wine. Well, Johan brought it along. Big up Johan for that. And uh, we, we, like, the, someone on the next table was like, could we have a bit of wine? And Johan, being a nice person, was like, oh, of course. I and they turned out yeah. to be some band, didn't they? They were... Um, Someone. <laughs> uh, oh, damn it. Carolina Durante. No, 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 no. They're from Navarra. Half of them are from San Sebastian. Um, yeah. Um, Kokoschka. Kokoschka. Damn it. My, my, so much, my memory is... Uh, uh, anyway. Didn't invite us back to their, their backstage to finish off their drinks, though, did they? But they did give us a very nice interview, I remember. By did the they? way, yes. We will be uh, interviewing many bands. People, at, yeah. A lot of people, yeah. We, we like to work, don't we? I mean, <laughs> yeah. every other department... We're workaholics. We don't, we don't get to rest at the festival. It's no. true. We are doing the most work, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. I, I know. I mean, obviously, production teams, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and uh, shout out to uh, all the work they've been doing to coordinate all of us here at the office getting down there safely and soundly. Um, so, uh, another thing to be said about the Primavera Weekender, in case you didn't know, the lineup is a micro Primavera sound made up of new acts from different countries and a couple of legends from the indie world like Slow Dive, Abstrap, and Health. Or the newer gener- from the newer generation, we have heavy hitters like Niluf. Niluf. Nilafa. Nilafa Yanya, who we've just listened to. Young Lean. Young Comf- Lean. Yes. I'm still not over the fact that we're going to be like sharing a small space like the weekender area with Young Lean. Like, we will Why? see him around. So, I don't know. He's an 
Isn't he like an icon for everyone? Is it just my generation? He's mysterious, yeah, isn't he's, he? He's your generation. It's I, my generation. I'm... Like I don't know how to compare it to you. How insane it is to me that we're gonna be sharing a space with Young Lin. It's so crazy. Put g give me the lowdown. Like is because I'm I've I've lost his trail a little bit. First of all, I kept confusing him. I thought he was. He wasn't alive. Like, I thought, <laughs> like I thought he was the one who the 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 famous mm, tr emo trap artist who is no longer with us. But that's li Lil Peep. Lil Peep. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm but not they laughing kinda... at people being dead. By no, the way, obviously, it's just, you know, and that's... and you know, um, um, well, uh, but um, <laughs> but I always uh, seriously they brought him back for a weekend. <laughs> but Lil Peep was not Swedish, right? He was American. No, he's Amer he and was he, American. Yeah, right, yeah. and he was the one. Who, what was the crew? That whole collective that they all. Where they all used to live together in some uh, some abandoned warehouse in LA, uh, the Sad Boy Crew or something. Little people, oh, yeah. Swedish American though. Oh, oh that's he? see, that's yeah. why I confuse. Do you know he what was he's Swedish American? Do you know his real name? Who? Gustav Elijah R. Wait, I is that Lean that. or that's Peep? peep. Little Peep. peep. Yeah. May rest in so, peace. Okay. Um, yeah, he, he had Swedish passport. And, and I think I maybe he was also mates with Young Lean. Could it be? I don't, I don't know. Here I am typing <laughs> <laughs> with, with, uh, loudly to, to do my half-assed research. Okay. <laughs> Sorry to all you gen... Because he's kind of a star for the millennial generation, mm -hmm. no? Yeah. Young Lean is like... So where is Young Lean now? Like, how important is his influence? I, I don't know. He, like, it was a... I don't know how to explain his importance. Like, I, you had to... You have to be there like you had to be there when it happened i don't know when it happened but it's it's kind of yeah his whole thing is about this mysteriousness there's not that many interviews and and the w videos and stuff we there's of him like it's always very funny and very like i don't know weird That's swedish yeah, dark yeah, humor yeah, yeah exactly like very s swedish and very dark and very like you want to be I don't know. It's it's fascinating, and uh, and he's gonna be there at Benidorm. <laughs> it's amazing because I feel that everything about Young Lean happens on the internet. Like yeah, I don't have exactly. It's not yeah. like when you see, for instance, I don't know. I always say the Arctic Monkeys. You can gauge mm. their relationship with the physical world from their, you know, the festivals they play, all the thousands of people. Uh, the, them when the paparazzi catches Alex Turner, you know, having coffee with one of his beautiful girlfriends, you know, or or I don't know. You that that you see they have a relation you see them in the real world whereas young lean it's all about soundcloud rap or emo trap or fifth wave emo and it all seems to exist mysteriously through like avatars online he is the person playing that's most likely to be staying off site i reckon i don't reckon he'll be in in, in one of the charming yeah. bungalows yeah he'll probably maybe, be in he'll, maybe he'll have like a like an after party kind of thing in one of the bungalows like maybe someone I reckon he'll have a bungalow just to have an after party, but yeah. he'll actually be staying in a hotel. Yeah, but then these kids are always so sad and they've always got so many mental health problems. I don't know <laughs> if they even party anymore. They're sad boys with a nine. No. no? I, he I might feel go like home they, and they play party PlayStation. a lot. I don't know. Do they party or is I it more about sit, playing PlayStation? And I guess like... we'll, we'll, we'll let you know in the next episode because we will have been there. Do you know, I, we, we asked Young Lean for an interview and I was getting already, like, if he had said yes, I was going to like introduce myself in Swedish and everything. Oh, <laughs> oh how, yeah, because you, you know practiced? every language ever. And I know, you know a little bit of Swedish. How, how would you, okay, imagine Mar is Young Lean. Jag heter Ben. Hi, I love that. <laughs> I'm Young Lin and I'm really happy you spoke in Swedish. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's, what he's doing by turning it down. That could have been... Yeah, imagine. he lost an opportunity to hear you speak in Swedish. Well, I'm also very excited about the fact that we're going to be... I'm going to meet Mickey Blanco again because I managed to interview him... Oh, you already did? Uh, years ago at Benny Kazim and... Do, do, does it, do I call him them. or is it them? Them. Them, okay. See? Uh, thank you, Mark. Uh, so, I wrote it in, in our like script for the the question, so you know. Like, I wrote they, them. Okay, in, in they capital. Uh, they are very charming indeed and a wonderful, a wonderful person to talk to. Um, and, and I bet they have a lot of new things to tell me in this new interview, <laughs> if if 
Do we have an interview? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's confirmed. Yeah, yeah. It's confirmed. So many names. We really yeah. are. We really do work too much. I'm, I'm, <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, <laughs> confidence oh. man. Confidence man. Yeah. Um, They're going to be playing. So, confidence man. Why would you recommend uh, this band? Do you like a show? Yeah. Do you like a band that sort of makes electronic music and puts on a damn good show yes. and wears some good outfits? You sound I like love a that. mad for TV. Do you like a show? <laughs> Do you like? <laughs> I love I love those kind of bands at festivals. I might not be too keen to listen to their albums, but I love mm, yeah. seeing them live. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, Johan, yeah. I can only recommend in that case you come to the Estrella Dam stage at uh, 2.50 in the morning, uh, Saturday night, Sunday morning, see Confidence Man. Are you sure it's Estrella Dam and not Estrella Levante? Uh, I've got a Stray Dam rundown. Oh. I think it's Stray Dam, yeah. Okay. Oh yes, it is. 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 Sorry. Sorry. Sorry for it's because uh, sometimes there's this thing about the regions in Spain where the beer is sponsored. Whatever. This is useless information. Um, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Regional beer is never useless information. No, it is not. It is not. Um, are we also going to have Sodi Tardor? Yes. Uh, so it's. Uh, no. <laughs> anyway, but people can come and come and. Uh, well. Uh, from a certain time, people can come and watch us interview people as well, if that's if that's what you're into. Yes, yeah. to um, have a break. This is what I love about this small... So, so there's only three stages, or unless they've decided yeah, to put there's a Yeah, there's three, there's three. So it's all very manageable. There are things that do um, um, coincide, I'm afraid, a not little bit. Many, no, not that many. Not that many, right? So you get no. to pick a little bit. It's not like the forum experience where there's just 3,000 things yeah, happening at once. It's and, such a small place that you just have to move like two minutes from stage to stage so it's not like you're gonna miss moving from one stage to the other like it's so close yeah. you can just change in the middle of whatever you're and what's lovely is you have time to have dinner mm -hmm. you have time to have a nap uh, you know you have time for everything like you have time for your if you have a biological uh, necessity <laughs> you have your own cabin to go to the toilet into you don't have to rely on on public port to lose or anything even though there are uh, it's yeah. just so convenient this is my dream plan of a festival you can even like it's you can even walk back like if you if you need to go to the bathroom or do something like that yeah. you could go to the bathroom they provide or if you want a little bit more time you can walk back to your cabin it's gorgeous yeah, and if you're like oh I'm a bit tired and maybe the time is not anyone that you're really interested in in seeing and you can go back to to maybe change or leave your jacket or in the cabin or have a little, a little uh, bubble bath yeah uh, yeah exactly there's a jacuzzi <laughs> the jacuzzi and yeah, I, I I really enjoyed it last year. It's such a different festival experience from anything else. Like I'm not comparing it to prima, like the official Primavera Sound Festival because it's a completely different thing. But I, it's such a like enjoyable experience. It's so different. I really really looking forward are you, to are, it. Are your friends come in. Uh, no, they couldn't make it. I I wish they. Oh. I I had them like two of my friends were going to come, but at the end they. We're unable to. Well, you but have, I, you uh, have I, us. I, I, yeah, 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 of <laughs> course. I will enjoy myself either way. Uh, okay, so, so another another act that uh, is also electronic, and I bet it's going to be an incredible show, is Charlotte Adigéry and Bolis Pupil. Oh man, I'm so looking forward to seeing them yeah. because they've got like so the album is so good they've got such good energy and I can just imagine them being incredible live on stage like Charlotte Adigeri is just one of the, like an absolute star I cannot believe somehow she's not the world's biggest pop star maybe maybe she will be she um, will be uh, she'll get there because uh, she also has like a side project with her mother doesn't she yes yeah yeah it's called something like Chris and, and Charlotte which uh -huh. is amazing imagine having a side project with, with your mum who are Miso Extra <gasps> I love Miso Extra. Wow. <laughs> I love Miso Extra. I only know one of her songs, but since we're interviewing her, mm -hmm. you and I, you and mm -hmm. I, who are Ben and Me I, um, are interviewing her. I got um, really into looking um, more about her and stuff. And she uh, she is my crush in the whole festival. Like, I'm, I love her. Um, I want to be her. I want to be her friend. I'm obsessed. <laughs> um, I want her to style me. She's the best. Um, is, is it pop? Is it indie? Is it R&B? It's &B? like is a it... pop, relaxed kind of R&B. But the cool thing is she th sings both in English and in Japanese oh. um, in the same song. And it's really interesting. I love like the both languages like mixing and just going with the flow, whatever she feels like. Maybe 
one lyric is in Japanese and then the other is in English and then she goes back to Japanese. I really, really, really like her vibe and thing. I, I, I think it's one of my top discoveries, even though I kind of knew who she was, I got really into her. Somebody said that, and I'm not sure if this is a fair description, there's someone I want to ask, that she's making the best Japanese hip-hop in London. It's oh. not, not really hip-hop, out there. It's, it's, sort of... it's difficult to describe. It's kind of laid back, but at the same time, it's, it, I don't know. What about Grace Ives? We're also interviewing her. And, and what kind she... of, because I'd only listened to one song. She does a lot of her music on, on a 808, right? On electronic pads. I don't know anything about music. That's <laughs> 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 I should know about vibes. <laughs> okay, what what is Grace Ives' vibe? If you like, I'm going to be like Google, like if you like this, you will also enjoy this. Mm -hmm. um, so if you like Claro and stuff like that, you will also like um, Grace Ives, like uh -huh. kind of bedroomy, mm -hmm. not really thought out. Um, I'm in my room just writing lyrics um, and being like very raw and honest. And I don't really care that much about being a like super perf like into perfectionism and stuff. Okay. Like she's very like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a girl in my twenties. I don't know what I'm doing, uh -huh. which is something a lot of us can relate to, <laughs> <laughs> both of you <laughs> and me. Uh, um, who are Luna Lee? Uh, Luna Lee is uh, someone, not a band, um, but uh, I didn't pay. Uh, I think she is like kind of. I'm. Um, I was going to say like she's from she's somewhere. From Toronto. Yeah. But I don't. I was not really sure. But she's kind of pop. Um, that's it. Do you know who I re right? Who I really recommend you go and check out. We should. We should all go. Gorilla Toss. Who I know the the name sounds absolutely horrendous. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and in fact, put me off for a very large amount of time. But they're really, really good. Um, and they they sort of make up this like. Uh, weird electronic it's kind of music that it sounds a bit like Animal Collective Animal Collective like picked it up a bit you know what I mean and stopped top jamming and made like incredible two minute pop songs instead mm -hmm. um, with quite a lot of punk energy and they're, they're absolutely fantastic and me and you Johan we're going to be interviewing them they're really, they're really charming well uh, I'd like Rob to play them a song from a band called Tree Speak while I tell you about why I want to see them can you play Tree Speak uh, just a little bit under us un poquito debajo Yes. See, I'd like to recommend these because they're a psych rock from a psych rock band from Tucson, Arizona. They're called Trees Speak. They sound like all the German bands that lived in communities in the 70s, in communes, not communities, well, commune, community, and rejected their grandparents' shameful past associations with that infamous nationalist party. Bands like Can, Cluster, Tangerine Dream, Noi, etc. I always have time for kraut rock bands, and Trees Speak seem to fill the film, um, satiate, satisfy my appetite in that kind of stuff. I mean, I bet it's got a good sort of live thing going on where it gets really repetitive and um, absorbing. Let's listen to a little bit of it. Yes, that was a little bit of the repetitive rhythm of Tree Speak. Very canny. Ma, other than uh, Young Lean, who are you looking forward to seeing? Um, hey, that's, uh, I'm so nervous. I don't know what... Arab that. Strap? <laughs> Arab Strap, but that, that's a, like, I don't have to say that. <laughs> they already know. Yol? I don't know. What about Yeah, I think Yol. Is it pronounced like that? Yol. I, I, so sure. I don't know. Yule. Maybe it's Yuli. Yule. <laughs> I don't think it's pronounced. It's based on some um, video game character. Oh. Who, oh, yeah. who I think was called Yol without an E. So I think it's pronounced Yol, but I, oh, I'm not okay. sure. I, I didn't know that. They look. They they, look. Oh, they, another they. Okay. Uh, a glitchy, uh, they, they, they are, they, an, they are an, uh, a non-binary android. Oh, so, uh, and they refer, to the, exactly. they refer to themselves as glitch princess. Yeah, but she's very close friends to all the weirdos I like, like Charlie XCX, Cobra, Daniel Harl. Caroline Polacek, all these, they have a friend group and you're this part of it. So, oh, I, so I would love. We could safely be... say that yeah. hyper pop would be a kind, genre yeah, that kind of. Yul uh, operates within. Do you know, uh, Yul back in the day was a sea punk, a health goth, and then a fan of 
detergent core. What the hell is detergent <laughs> core? <laughs> detergent core, which apparently is a real thing, is where you um, it, it's a bit like being. Hang on, uh, what, how to, I, I had to. I read an interview there because I had no idea, and someone asked exactly the thing. It, it basically you uh, wash yourself quite a lot. I think what um, is it that? Hang on, hang on, hang on. I, I, I was expecting I something like, else. <laughs> I, I thought, you know, because internet has names for visual aesthetics, yeah. I could see that the visual aesthetic of detergents in like supermarkets. Being and uh, stuff, yeah. pastels. Okay. And, and the graphic design. She describes it as like health punks who prioritize health and skincare and cleanliness. On the blogs, everyone I was mutuals with would have Dr. Martin's spikes, but then detergent and dishwashing liquid, sponges, boots, stepping on someone's head, disinfecting it. That kind of vibe. Isn't that great? I want to be detergent core. I'm so into it. And I love the idea of health punk. I, I'm not a health punk. Health goth. Health goth. Well, you can be a health punk if you want. I love you the said health... it. I, I Did go- I? I googled yeah. health goth. And... Oh, yeah. No, she said it. Sorry. Yeah, yeah you're right. I googled health goth and I got an image of Barack Obama wearing like black, uh, like a training outfit, like a black training, all, all black. And it's like, that's my look for this winter. I'm, I'm going to try and channel it. It's the best photo ever. He's wearing like these, these black sweatpants, all baggy. I don't know if he's even photoshopped. It is him. It is. It is. And he looks really peng. He looks amazing. <laughs> I think I'm quite health goth. But you know, it's, he's oh, wearing black hat, black jacket, yeah, black, good, black yeah, track suit. Yeah, yeah. Look, good look. Love that. It's, it's almost a bit like what, well, like Kanye, you know, how he always dresses in black and stuff. Now that you're Kanye. talking about this, Johan, because yeah. I trust your fashion sense and style. Yeah. What <coughs> are you going to wear to the weekender? I know. I've what been, is the dress code? I've been thinking about it a lot. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely wearing tracksuit for the bus ride. Yeah. For the same. comfort. Uh, but I'm really in my sort of American dad normcore phase, which I'm really happy okay. about. Is that the I vibe? I bought some new yeah, sneakers. I, I like your outfit. Yeah, today. yeah. My my whole thing is Clint Eastwood when he's shooting a movie. Okay, that, that's that's the love that. Or even Clint Eastwood when he went to Coachella. Did you see that photo of him going <laughs> no. with his grandkids? Yeah, grandkids. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I I don't want to be overly practical here, but it is. It, last time it was really cold, so I think your was health, it. It was, it was freezing really cold, last time. but I think we got like a. a uh, cold wave? Is yeah, it, yeah. Exist? Apparently it's not going to be so cold this time, yeah, but I don't trust I don't it because so. it was absolute yeah, freezing. Yeah. Johan, what do you want to say? What, what's your... your? Uh, well, as I said, Tree Speak was on the top of Nilifer. Nilifer, yeah, of course. I, I think Nilifer and Health. Health have been around so long, I've always l- had time for them because they have that kind of industrial noisy kind of disco at times going on. Um, but they're... Because their vocalist sings in a soft kind of way, it's an it's an industrial kind of music that I like. It's not like too aggressive or too dark, like Coil or Einstein's and the Neubauten or that kind of stuff. You know, uh, they're very fluorescent, shall we say? They they were kind of lumped into the new rave moment um, <laughs> uh, back in the what uh, at the tail end of the 2010s. So the fact that they're still going strong, it, it makes me. It makes me sort of feel very interested in what they sound like today because I haven't kept up with their recent releases. But it's a band that I've always had at the back of my mind. Like this is a band worth seeing. I've seen them live long time a long time ago, and I remember it was a bit shabby then. But I imagine now they've got a really good set. Uh, it's kind of Nine Inch Nails for the indie crowd, if that makes sense. And in what order? Who among the three of us are gonna go to bed earliest? <laughs> I'm going to take it slow this year because i got to be back on Sunday in full force to take care of my little girl. So what are you going? You first? I don't think I'll be the first to go to sleep, <laughs> but I'm going to, you know, I'm well, going to do the regular you'll be the last one. That's what I'm asking you to predict. Will it be me first? I mean, I do love sleeping. Yeah, you, you usually turn in quite early, Ben. You, you know, you've got two <laughs> kids. I, uh, <laughs> but last year I let you keep the double bed in the cabin. And you do arrive a day earlier, so you can have it one night, but I might have to <laughs> ask you to, to go, go into to the, the, bunk beds. the bunk beds. <laughs> that, that's absolutely fair. That's that's no problem at I all. I will bring some good wine this time, again, as I usually do, uh, to make up for the bunk bed and commodity. No, no, no. I, I, I very much owe it to you. you. You were very, very nice last time. <laughs> but do, do bring some good wine. Uh, okay, okay. Which, who would you most like to share a glass of wine with? Let's say we're all having... Okay. okay. Um, Younglin. 
I bet it, oh. it's gonna happen. But doesn't, gonna happen. doesn't he just drink lean? Uh, <laughs> lean, remember that was that no. that drink that all the trappers from. Atlanta God, can you imagine drink? that you're having a lovely dinner and like someone brings out like purple drink, cough <laughs> <laughs> mixture? Like, I, no, no, I don't think I will. Maybe for you know dessert. <laughs> um, talking which there's a band called Desert playing. Yes, de- <laughs> Desert from here from Barcelona. Uh, oh yeah, because that's going to be happening. By the way, the Mainline Magic Orchestra—they're curating an, instar- an entire dance stage, so that's going to be a hell of a party. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. But yes, who would I share a wine, a glass of wine with over dinner at that lovely canteen? I'd say Mickey Blanco, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, they must be a lot of fun, and I'm guessing Bolis Pupil and, and Charlotte at Digerie because they're friends with too many DJs who've got the most bougiest of taste, and they like their natural wines and stuff. So mm-hmm. I guess we'd we'd hit it off. And you, Ben? Oh, good question. Um, I <laughs> you ask the question. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's quite so good. <laughs> Nilifer, Nilifer. I reckon yeah, you, you know. Good one. Uh, I'd I'd sort of. Because I tell you what, right? Last time I interviewed uh, interviewed Nilifer, oh, she yeah. was reading a very good book. I can't remember what it was, but I remember like, oh, that's a great book. Um, and um, my what I'm planning to do this year is if uh, if I do interview her, I'm going to bring her a book. Oh, <laughs> Your own? Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I've only got no, 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 <laughs> no. Why not? Why not? It's a great book, <laughs> and, she, and I'm sure she'd appreciate it. Uh, because I've only got two copies left. And, oh, um, yeah. wow! Well, one for Nilu. Okay, but uh, what? Well, yeah. What, so, great question. Which book would you give some, a young person like Nilufa Young? Ah, well, I, I've already, I've already picked out. It I mean, it's a book I've already got. I'm not, I'm not buying a new book. Much like <laughs> Nilufa, it's, uh, it's called S- Super Sad Love Story. Uh-huh. It will look like you're proposing to her. Yeah. <laughs> what is the rule on giving books oh, away? Because yeah. like right, I always think like, I'm not what? obviously. <laughs> like any of the any of our colleagues here in the office, they're so well read. I don't know yeah. what book I'd dare buy you. You're the one who's te- teaching me about Mosfer. What, oh, what's her name? Tessa Mosberg. Yeah. Oh, Tessa Mosberg. <laughs> and uh, you know, and and uh, I feel so I feel so proud now. I'm reading a Joan Didion book. Like. I read it on the subway and I make sure that everyone, everyone can sees. see. It's like, yes. I'm There's a, an girl. Instagram page that's called like <laughs> hot dudes um, reading on the train or something. So <laughs> you can you can read like very like opening the book very widely. Like, yes, like, yes. I am reading uh, Joan Didion. Please post me on hot dudes reading on the subway. Oh, it, oh, oh my God. I'm going to start ta- taking the subway remember. every day. Until yeah. I demand <laughs> someone sure. puts, puts me on that. I'll probably be on there till. <laughs> Till I die, frankly. <laughs> Pensioners reading or something. Uh, super sad, true love story. Well, that was my idea, but yeah, it does seem a little but bit creepy, by who? maybe. By who? Uh, Gary Steingart. It's an oh, amazing yeah, book. No. It's really, really good. Um, it, the novel takes place in near future dystopian New York where life is dominated by media and, and, and retail. It's really okay. good. It's really good. But yeah, maybe that is a bit... <laughs> no, no, but just just make a disclaimer. Like, I just think you will really enjoy it and you gave me a good recommendation last time. Look, Nilifa, you know, don't get too excited. I'm, I've got, I've got, a, got a wedding ring on. There's no romantic intention, but have, 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 have this book. Just imagine the look she can like, What the hell are you doing? It's because sometimes people don't really know your taste and they'll get you a book on like pirates. And it's like, now I'm going to read this. Like, and it's like a thick ass book. And it's like, uh, and, and they'll ask you afterwards, like after a month. What like, did you think, what did you think it? of the book? It's like, it's on the, you know, on the reading list. It's there. It's waiting. Did that actually happen with pirates? Like, <laughs> happened to me once. Oh, Shout out. You know, I mean, I don't want to seem like a, like a desagradecido. What do you call it? Um, ungrateful. Ungrateful person, damn it. But it's like, uh, you know, it's like, I like little, little books, you know, with pictures in them. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a fashion magazine. Okay, I've, I've got no. the book. I got the book. Oh, for a got... for... Well, N- how many Nilifer. books are you bringing? No, I'm only, only going to give a one. But like, I, I think you've raised admirable <laughs> concerns about 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 that one. I'm not going to do that. Stoner by John Williams. But Stoner, as in no, 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 no. Okay, no. but I was like, no, it's not. About... Maybe she's going to think like, oh, are you hinting that I'm a stoner? Okay. Uh, yeah, you got to be careful no, with the titles no, no. as yeah, well. Yeah, the titles. Oh. Maybe. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> she will love it, whatever it is. Shall we listen to a little bit of Charlotte Adigeri and Bolis Pupil? Let's do it. Ha <laughs> ha.
wonderful time Charlotte seems to be having on that record, <laughs> produced by the Dewey, Dewey Brothers. Uh, well, too many pro- DJs. Well, produced by Bollis. I think the the Dewey Brothers only. only uh, no, I think they they produced. Uh, or they co- they have co-production credits. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember looking into it and it's like, oh, I think they just released it on their label. But no, no, no. They they actually were a bit hands-on as well as Bollis, obviously, who's also a very accomplished producer. Do you know, I now have a list of two uh, dance music songs that feature people laughing. I'm quite pleased. Which is the Can other one? Can you make a playlist? Like... Well, a very short playlist. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other one is Winks, Don't Laugh. Well, two is better than one. Two is better than one. <laughs> Literally 100% better than one. So uh, there um, we go. Something that isn't making me laugh as much oh, as Charlotte oh, on okay, this okay. song or okay. season you one, good, but you I am liking so it, <laughs> is the second season of uh, White Lotus. It is not making you laugh. I'm it laughing is. a lot. I, it's because the thing is, I really miss Sydney Sweeney and... But you have Aubrey Plaza. I know. I love Aubrey Plaza, but she's not. Ha- so Aubrey Plaza is one of the funniest comedians of her generation. But here, what is cool is that she's not playing the funny part. She's playing like. Okay, I, right. But I absolutely love White Lotus. Love it. And yeah, I've recently yeah. rewatched series one. But it's not. I didn't find myself laughing that much no. at, at either of them. And I, I, I loved it. But it's like, it's kind of. It's a, it's even a comedy. It's because yeah. the, the characters you know, are a lot more tragic this time. Like no, like whereas in the season one they were all very cringeworthy, like rich people. I feel like this time it's they got the same essence, but like they're making a parody of people that already exist in like our day to day, and making it like all the way parody. And and that's the laughable part because it's not like a sitcom where you have the the Kent laughing and stuff. But there's moments that make you laugh, like oh my god, I've met this person. Like I've been in a yeah. moment and with someone have told me something like this. Like last episode, I'm not gonna make any spoilers, but there's um, this new like every. Like plot is different people. Like it's not continuing the last season. It's so it's like a different setting. It's yeah. in Italy. It's not in Hawaii. Was it Hawaii? It was Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or some Polynesian It's not Island, in yeah. in Hawaii. No, it was Hawaii. It was Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and and they're in Italy now, but it's the same like resort kind of thing. And there's all these new characters. And one of the character like plot lines that it's um, three characters like a granddad, a, a father, and a the son. son. Um, and I love that they are like the parody of each generation and, and the kid is supposed to be like all this nice like oh he's the new generation like new masculinities but he's the most annoying out of the three like you want to slap him so badly and the last episode he gets like it's so funny like it made me like actually laugh uh-huh. and, and I think yeah I, I really like this kind of humor that it's not like Punchline, but it kind yeah. of is. Well, it's like um, uh, Belinda. No, sorry, um, Olivia Mossbacher um, and uh, Paula, the, t- the the two girls in, in series yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, when I was rewatching it, I was trying to explain to, to Alex, like to my wife, how funny is the books they're reading, mm-hmm. and I was like. It, I found it very hard to explain. It was like no, but they're like they're they're reading like Nietzsche or something mm-hmm. like that, and that, that's kind of really funny. And she was like, why? It's like. I don't know. It just it just is, you know, like yeah. the, and because um, they were so full of themselves. No, you're talking about the girls in the in yeah, season yeah, yeah, one, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, and and they were so full, you know, that the, they were trying to the, the script writers. I guess they were trying to make a situation about how parents at a Thanksgiving dinner argue with their millennial kids mm-hmm. about wokeness yeah. and stuff. And here, the wokeness element is is really well played in Aubrey Plaza's character with her boyfriend who are like trying to be the best people on earth while being ashamed of their wealth. Yeah. And they're they're on holiday with this super rich, super gorgeous looking couple who look like they've been taken out of a Ralph Lauren advertisement. Mm-hmm. You know, the typical square jaw American perfect couple. And behind the scenes, the fact that they're still as perfect, like they've, they've got like an incredible relationship with lots of chemistry or well, at least. So at least seems. until we have, se- because what I love about White Lotus is that 
you don't really know anything in the first episode. Yeah. And then as it develops, yeah. you start seeing like the, the, the darkness behind like the appearance they first have on you. And I love that because it's so subtle and... But it's interesting, you start to see the darkness, but then in other people you start to see almost lightness, if yeah. you see one of them. People, yeah, yeah. people kind of change throughout. Like, I think of the way in which, like, um, Tanya, for example, who's, you know, the only, well, the only Jennifer main, re- re- yeah, yeah, recurring character. Yeah, like, Jennifer Coolidge. I, I, like, she really, really went in the first series through a kind of journey and like how you kind of felt about her. And like, in the end, she actually found happiness and that meant unfortunately she dumped all over the the sort of uh employee the hotel employee the masseur, yeah the masseur. um but like she did end up well she in the end uh got what she, she wanted. got a happy ending so it's it, it that's the weird thing like i was thinking like some of them ended up well you know it's not all all kind of dark you know it's very everyone in the first season ended up well if you think of it because Except apart the- from apart <laughs> from you know well, let's not yeah, give yeah, anything yeah. away for anyone who hasn't seen but all that the the great critique towards this 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 privileged class of people is that no matter how bad things may go for a moment, they always end yeah. up having a mm-hmm. happy ending. Because that yeah, that's the the whole like um, how would you say moraleja like the whole morality yeah morality Moral story. yeah of of the show is like. They're rich people. As bad as nasty as things can get, they will get away with yeah, everything. They're protected. Yeah, they're Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like like um, Paula in in the end. You know, uh, again, season one. Oh, we don't want to give too much away in case anyone hasn't seen it. But like, she helps someone to do a very bad thing, and in the end, she is a bit sad about it. But the other person gets totally screwed, and she gets to go back mm-hmm. on she gets a plane to, to, to California and, uh, and and go back to a regular life. Yeah. And, and forget about the episode. Exactly. That's what that was. What I loved about season one. It's like wow. They. It's not like oh yeah, but they're all gonna have like a. They're gonna be punished for mm-hmm. their privilege. No, 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 no. Uh, that's more or less how it what happens in real life. One one sort of problem I had with season two, and this is my own problem. Not is, okay. is at first because I'm loving it. I want to hear your. Thoughts, now oh, that no. you've seen season one and season two back to back. I, I no, I really love season two, but I think again one of the problems seeing it back to back was when season two started. I was like, okay, this person is the new Armand, and this person oh, is the new okay, Shane, yeah. and yeah. this person yeah. is the new and and after a while you're like, no, they're not. I mean, mm. they might be sort of kind of similar. And it took me a little while just to sort of disassociate themselves in my mind for example like um for example cameron cam for ages i was like oh yeah he's just sort of shane and 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 there is sort of there is sort of kind of links between them they do seem quite similar Mm. but like they're not the same person they're not meant to be the same person i feel like they made a like they did a good job at having new bloodlines that don't feel like the new whatever whatever like and at the same time it's funny to see them because they're still like people that you can recognize as stereotypes of real people. Yeah, in a who, way. who you've met at some yeah, point yeah. or another. What did you think of starting season two? Um, and this isn't really a spoiler. It's not with with the bodies in the water because yeah. st- season one yeah. started with with like a corpse yeah. and we didn't know who it was at the airport. And I really didn't expect they were going to do that again. Yeah, but- I, yeah, I, I feel like there's like the the continuation that unites apart from it being the same resort like company that i i wasn't expecting it either and i was like okay i like the the same like mystery kind of thing like very gorish and that you can be expecting from the beginning Mm. well because like i was reading that white lotus was only ever intended as one season Mm -hmm. yeah um so then they had this whole thing where it was a massive hit and they're like, well, we're going to make another season. And then it was like, okay, well, what makes White Lotus? You know, what? and and okay, then they were like, okay, well, it's another resort, another White Lotus resort. Well, that, that kind of makes it. Um, and then we also got the bodies at the start. I mean, it's like, do, will every season of White Lotus start again with kind of unidentified bodies? Mm. Because it wasn't even like that important like in, in series one who the body was, I don't think. there no, wasn't. That, I, I didn't even remember until I researched it. It's like, who was it who, mm. you know? Uh, yeah. yeah, whose body it was. Uh, obviously, one of the greatest uh, moments of season one was the hotel manager. Here, once again, there is a hotel manager played by 
Sabrina Impechatore. And all the while I'm thinking Lady Gaga would have been brilliant in this role. I don't know. Ever but since I saw her as Patrizia. <laughs> I know, I know. But her, she was so good as Patrizia Gucci in, in the House of oh, Gucci. Oh, she was. Oh, my God. And, you know, playing the kind... I've, I've met so many Italian women in, in the service industry who are like that. You know, they're, they're very bossy and very, very good. And venga, venga, come on, guidato. You know, they, they have this energy going on. Uh, she's, she's really entertaining to watch. And this relation she has with the two young ladies who go to the hotel looking for work uh, that's all I'm going to say uh, it's, it's, it, it creates uh, some very interesting situations what oh sorry Mo no I was going to talk about like these two ladies that you're not going to like say but I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to say because it's the only kind of problem that I have with it not that I'm like oh my god tech work we cannot talk about it but in a way that I feel like it's the because they're um, two like girls who are like Italian like they're not mm. the American customers that have the the other plot lines and I feel like they're the less developed character it's like yeah. oh let's make a stereotype of Italian girls being hot and they are like sex workers mm. and it's like I want them to be like more developed because I feel like if I was Italian like it's not that it would make me mad that the Italian character is in is like a sex worker, but I would be mad that it's just a like big stereotype and it's not so in depth as other characters. Well, I, I one of them isn't exactly. Yeah, the she's other just is like tagging along, it, and all of a sudden she has a moment where she shines. But uh, it's in, so like blah. Yeah. I, I have a vague theory about this. I'm not sure, uh, but that almost like we are meant to see them, like the guests see them. Because okay. the guests at the hotel, you know, for all that there's one family like, oh, we're Sicilian, we're going back to Sierra Ridge. You know, you you don't get the impression they've got an in-depth understanding. Mm -hmm. They don't really care about local... You know, I mean, they go to the local sites, but, you know, they're not going to be, like, engaged with local people. They're not speaking Italian. Mm. And I've got the feeling that maybe we're, you know, the, these, the, these two women, we're meant to see them like that. We're not meant to see them as, as like, having... Depth, at least for at least at the start, you know, because yeah. it's like, well, that's how they are. I like seen. it. Yeah. yeah, I like. If it's not made like that, it's a, a very good idea because it, it's a, a, a because you are supposed to be like in the mindset of the American like customer, and they don't really see like the other like the locals as real people yeah they're just like, they're like the extras character yeah. extras mm. on oh the roman holiday mm. no and and that's a lot of that jennifer coolidge's character mm -hmm. yeah. uh tanya it's like she wants to live this fantasy i want to be like uh, oh yeah uh what's the actress uh, like monica vitti mm -hmm. in all those italian movies and she wants to ride the vespa mm -hmm. and she wants to do all those like the bucket list of things to do when you're in it an, an american tourist in italy you know eating the plate of pasta and uh what a hell of a run, Jennifer Coolidge, what, seriously. What did you think of her character coming back? I liked it. I liked it. First why, of all... Why, why, why her? Why Tanya? Why do you think they brought back Tanya? Because it's Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, she's, she's... I don't think there's a much explanation to it than the endearingness of Jennifer Coolidge. But also because it's like the, her type of... It's her character in a, with a different woe, shall we say. Not, she's... She got her happy ending, but yeah. now the happy ending is uh, turning a little bit sour in, in this second phase, on this second holiday. And it's such a great character. You know, this lonely, rich woman who has everything, but, you know, there's some things that money just can't buy. Uh, and, and, you know, they can just... They could have had a different person, a different actress and stuff, but it's like, why waste it? Why not... First of all, the star power as well. You know, the, yeah. having Jennifer Coolidge is like, oh, if she's in it, I want to watch the series. Uh, yeah. But one of the things I loved about the first series is I could never work out who my favorite character was. Because I was like, oh, yeah, it's definitely Armand. And I was like, oh, no, 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 but how about Tanya? And I was like, oh, no, but I really like Mark. I mean, don't like, but you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. And then I there, said, no, it's got to be Shane. Shane's amazing, you know. And I, I just couldn't ever quite work out who, who, who my favorite was it's probably among those among those four i think so i mean i would have been well obviously one of them couldn't have come back for reasons we, we won't go yeah. into but like um i would have been very happy with and oh, oh, oh olivia imagine if olivia had come back you know um well olivia was uh that was sydney sweeney sydney mm. sweeney i mean pff, oh, oof, yes um yeah i can never get enough of sydney sweeney being bratty you know <laughs> she does it really well Hmm. I want to ask, like, as well, like, one of the things that I think has changed in season two uh, is that there is a bit more on the sort of dynamics of sex and gender, I thought. 
Did you get that? Well, it's there. There's that interesting thing with the relationship between Aubrey Plaza's character Harper and uh, her husband Ethan, played by Will Sharp, where uh, there's this sort of bland, this blandness, and this. He keeps making a thing about how he prefers to do it in the mornings, and she's not a morning person, and. <laughs> A lot of us can relate to that situation, so we say. <laughs> Whereas uh, the other, <laughs> the other part, the other couple, they have this incredible like. It almost feels like their life, their sex life, is being directed by Adrian Lin, you know, the director of films like uh, Fatal Attraction. It's like, wow, it's so. Do people really make love like that? In in or is this just in in the movies? Uh, and the fact that they they put each couple up against each other. Mm, well, also the three interesting the- fake thoughts. The, the the son, father and grandfather, you know, they all very much relate to sex in different ways. Like mm-hmm. like you've got Dominic, the father, who's a sex addict, mm-hmm. who, yeah. um, you know, has, is having problems with the wife because of that. You've got uh, the grandfather. Horny uh, on Main. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he really, yeah. He's amazing. Like embarrassingly <laughs> cringely, yeah. like all the time, like being super inappropriate to every single female that... Attend at works at uh, um, serves them or anything, yeah. The and granddad. then then you got like Albie, the son, who you you would just you know, who who's who says like in one in one episode, oh, can I kiss you now? And like yeah, it's, yeah, it's like the least sort of. And in the last episode, um, it's not a spoiler. It's just like a, a fun thing. Like they're talking about the Godfather, and uh, obviously the granddad is like, that's the best movie ever. Whatever, whatever. And the son is uh, the the grandson is like no because it like portrays patriarchal like stuff and they treat women like whatever and it's like oh my god you don't even know what you're saying like you're just saying it because you are you've been reading you Twitter think, yeah you think <laughs> you have to say this and and it's it's so annoying like I I really really like his character in a like in a bad way like yeah. Yeah, it's the three masculinities, like like generationally, yeah. and uh, yeah, and it, and it's great that they've you know F. Murray Abram, he's he's an actor that's been around a long time, so he gets to, you know, he 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 gets to play a very entertaining grandfather, and the fact that Michael Imperioli, mm. who was famous for being on The Sopranos, he he's he's got a he's got a very good dark edge. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, I love seeing, I love I love the casting. The casting, the casting really is great on so this. good. Yeah. Mm. I really, really. Yeah, am. I'm thinking like for if they do make a season three, I'm what what holiday destination do you think would be great? I would just want them to come to Catalonia. I so want them to come. I mean, Barcelona wouldn't work. Barcelona is not sort of luxurious enough. But like maybe I don't know. Like, it, is there a super hotel like Cadaqués or yeah, something? Yeah, but similar like, because it's Mediterranean. Lo- yeah, exactly. White Lotus. Yeah, there's two things that would make it impossible for them to make Catalonia because. They have the idea of the Mediterranean, and that includes like Spain, Portugal, Italy. Even though yeah. Portugal is not Mediterranean, but whatever. Yeah. And they wouldn't make it like they wouldn't repeat it. So no, yeah. but, but I'm I'm talking about your, what would I like? Uh, well, but, you know, yeah, I'm not yeah. saying it'd be best for for. But the thing is, apart from like I don't know food situations and stuff like. The fact that we have more or less the same climate as the where is this Sicily or Sicily, southern yeah. Italy, yeah. wherever. Uh, I'm thinking more like a wintry kind mm. of luxury Scotland. You know, one of those lovely yeah. old uh, like those a Christmas house. getaway or something. Yeah. Not like a summer thing. Like they go to the resort during where you can Christmas. hunt and yes. you know there can be a hunting yeah. accident and and you know and obviously the scenery of. You know, showing luxury in those wintry or one of those German Bavarian castle mm-hmm. or hot places that you can stay at. Which, who did I see? Where did I see? Oh, yeah, because I'm watching season five of The Crown. And whenever I start watching The Crown, I become very heavily influenced by what I'm seeing. And um, the house that the Duke of Windsor was living in until they, they died, uh, Villa Windsor in France, I think you can actually stay there for a, because for, it was bought by. Mohammed Al Fayed, which I didn't know, thanks to the crown. Wow! And uh, I think he turned it into a luxury uh, getaway where you could stay at. I'm thinking, I don't know. When you watch White Lotus, right? Obviously, everyone's well, pretty much everyone's having a bad time. But I still think oh, I would love to go there. Please, can I go there? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I would love to be rich, even though that made me an asshole. <laughs> I would take it any day. I don't yeah, care. You know, a weekend, you know, <laughs> a week, two weeks, two weeks. You know, just being able to. Uh, Yes. Uh, hmm. Shall we move on? Move on to album of the week. Um, Are we putting 
the song of the beginning? Is that what is going to play yeah, now? Yeah, let's play a little I love bit it. of Renaissance main title theme. Sounded like the latest music from Caroline Politech, who's into these, <laughs> you know, floral soap, uh, soap shampoo ads, advertisement music. Uh, detergent, what was it? Detergent, detergent core. <laughs> is this detergent core? No, this is um, bath soap core. Oh, nice. Patent that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're warming up. Let's listen to a song from our album of the week, With Kids. I really, really liked this album uh, by Withkid. Uh, More love, less ego. Massively listenable. Massively, because really? it's just really sugarcoated, uh, but in a good way. It's very, it, it's it, it's not a critique. It's a, it, the, the album sounds exactly the same from start to finish. It's got the same tempo almost. I think there's not a, there's not like a wide variety of styles or anything, but it works to its favor because it's almost like Withkid says, "Come to this." party which takes place in the in an evening in a rooftop or in some open air garden space and uh, you know when you're in a, in a in a summer night party and and you're really you feel really good and cozy and you don't want that moment to end i think that's what with kid wanted with this album i don't know if that's what he wanted but that's what it feels like it's like i'm going to sustain this really cozy mood with these lovely little rhythms that keep you alert but it's not super euphoric but you do feel like dancing in a very caramelized way very romantic very look at her look at you uh, look at they i'm i'm not contradicting you exactly mm -hmm. not, not, but but at the same time it's kind of consistent but he does bring in other things like i found it's very malleable his sound like mm -hmm. there are touches of like i'm a piano there are touches of jazz like pressure has got a bit of jazz to it um there's kind of r&b flower pads is quite r&b kind of sounding you got mm. skepta doing a rap at one point um and towards the end you got a couple of like acoustic acoustic songs as well so it mm. sort of it felt to me like although it kind of although it does sound very very similar there are different elements coming in but he brings them in so smoothly you know like he's got that that kind of beat bubbling mm -hmm. away and his mm -hmm. voice which is actually lovely kind of croony voice yeah mm -hmm. and like within that because I, I kind of thought the same and then i listened to it and it's like oh no but this one's a bit a bit different it's almost like it kind of goes in stages you know and each stage is just a touch different from the next one that yeah. kind of draws you along this kind of path it's because i've got my ear is still very untrained with the contemporary afro beat sound so i didn't so i can't pick up on so many differences i just sort of hear oh it sounds more or less the same all the time you know which is when you haven't listened to en enough of it it kept reminded me reminding me of drake for some reason and i can see how drake has t borrowed so much from amapiano and uh, and afro beats because it really does fit his kind of style of crooning rap or whatever and and, and singing kind of lyrics about being horny on main in a club but in a romantic way uh i can see how it's how this genre of music has become so important for it for american pop artists beyonce is also nipping a little bit from this justin bieber has obviously put his fingers in into all this but but it's great to see that with kid along with burner boy uh, have become two of west africa's biggest stars and and put Lagos on the map again after they, you know, they had such a huge musical heritage thanks to Fela Kuti and the original Afrobeat 70s sound that it's incredible to see how it's 
mutated and 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 this and created this whole new genre. And this is a, a great album that adds to the to the canon of it. Before we ask you about your trip to Lagos, mm-hmm. uh, Ma, what did you reckon? I when I was listening to it, I got this sense that Afrobeat, like I know it, everyone knows it, and everyone in, like there's people, very big people doing this kind of music. But I feel like it has to become more mainstream because I love it and I think the word smooth really reflects this album and I want to hear this a lot more like in my day to day because I'm not into it uh, like as in it's the genre that I know really niche artists and I think it would really help if it become more mainstream and I'm not saying like Beyonce or Drake that they have their take on Afrobeat but people like Whiskey that I know his He's huge and like we're reviewing his album, but I want to see him like Doja Cat level, like mm. uh, in a kind of very, very, very mainstream. I think, and this might be wrong, but I think like in Spain, um, Latin sounds like reggaeton and things yeah. like that occupy such a st- strong space that isn't all that much space for kind of Afrobeats, you know what I mean? Whereas like in the UK, for example, Afrobeats is way bigger yeah mm-hmm. yeah whereas latin reggaeton and stuff mm. isn't as big in the uk because it's the language thing isn't it well also i mean you can look at the whole sort of colonial history can't you you know yeah. which is just like depressing way to look at pop music but you, you you know what i mean yeah um and like whiskey played for i think he did three nights at the o2 in london that's sixty thousand oh. people which, which okay. is crazy um and i'm not saying people don't listen to reggaeton I'm saying in the uk what i said but in spain that should happen in Spain but because apparently it's happening every other place but here I went to see um, oh god I can't remember what he's called an Afrobeats singer in in Barcelona who played at Raz 3 oh god we interviewed him and everything um, um, I can't remember but anyway the, uh, but the, so I he can't remember he played for like about 500 600 people something like that and which isn't a massive crowd. People absolutely went mad for it. I wasn't expecting it at all. You know, like it really, really kind of took off, which like, oh, it gave me sort of... But it's hope. funny because the rhythms in, in this kind of uh, I'm a piano or in or in Afrobeats, it, it isn't... you. A good DJ could mix like soft reggaeton with with these kind of Afrobeats. Like you can, you can do... No, it's got this kind of syncopated thing going on and you can, you, it fits, it fits very well. I don't know. And I imagine it happens a lot of voodoo club uh, or parties like that where there's prim- there's a lot of Afrobeats, but I imagine, you know, you play some of the... But here's, it was Omar Lay, by the way, sorry. Omar Lay, Omar Lay. If I was at voodoo club, I wouldn't want to hear reggaeton because mm-hmm. you hear that so much that kind of like yeah. there's one place where you can hear Afrobeats. I wouldn't necessarily want them mixed in. I'd prefer to hear Afrobeats, you know, when you go to, I don't know, not like a razzmatazz or like some mm-hmm. really big night and they're playing loads of like reggaeton and they yeah. kind of mix in like a couple of couple of Afrobeat songs but yeah but I'm a, it's it's great that it's like become or, or or Afro house as well you know it's become an important genre in in club in club music it's not so much radio main mainstream like you were saying it's not like the Doja Cats mm-hmm. or whatever is big in pop which is usually more or at least in this country it's more reggaeton that's more in the top 40 but it's there. Afrobeats is there. Black Coffee is one of the biggest DJs right now. You mm. know, his booking, his Ibiza party is one of the most popular ones in the summer. So it, it is happening. It is happening slower. But, you know, and I'm afraid that's all we have time for. I can't tell you about my trip to Lagos. Oh uh, save it for another day. Uh, we'll, we'll, there'll be another Afrobeats album to review and then I can talk about Lagos. <laughs> uh, see you all at Weekender. Uh, make sure you tune in because we will be, will we be broadcasting live? No, I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll be doing discovery. stuff. We'll, we'll be, be doing yeah. stuff. You're listening to the weekly review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's the way